Hi, it's Janelle. This is Marissa. This is Shade, and you're listening to So one is that Sleepy Hollow really did not do well in ratings last week. Mm. Even with the I saw. Today. Even with the DVR. Yeah. Um, or, oh wow. Well, yeah, we I mean, seen a lot of shows yet. had a hard time. Like Bones and Scandal also struggled. They, um, I forget who it was week, that but... tweeted. I. F- I don't know if it's Philip Icecove or whoever did it. But um, they said or replied to fans. They were like, don't freak out. All the shows took a hit because of Major League Baseball. And I'm like, who the hell is watching baseball? <laughs> I don't know. Is Sleepy Hollow like, watch baseball? trying to compete with with baseball viewers? It's not just Sleepy Hollow. All the, no, like all the shows. I have no clue, but all the shows took a hit, apparently. So it wasn't just Sleepy Hollow. But who knows? The website Inquister says that the list of canceled TV shows in 2015 could soon include Sleepy Hollow. It's probably too early to call because, like, Fox doesn't have anything that's doing amazing except for Empire. I mean, this this past episode was pretty good, and I'm kind of and and I feel like it's probably the closest that we've seen so far. That I'm like, okay, if this is if Sleepy Hollow is going to be procedural, okay, this is what it looks like. That's how this past episode felt like to me. Yeah, and it was definitely a that I think is probably the strongest episode that we've gotten so far, but in general, like in the grand scheme of things, it's just not fun. I mean, it's not nearly as fun as it was before. And it almost pains me to say it, but I feel like that's why people are just like, you know, I could watch elementary, I guess, <laughs> instead of this. You want to hear really sexist, Raven? What? what? Oh, sure. Okay. Tell us. It's from CelebDirtyLaundry.com. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, what does it say? And it was reposted on, like, KStarDramas.com for some reason. It's called okay. Ian Sommerhalder Fed Up with Nikki Reed's Over-Sexualized Sleepy Hollow Character Wants Her to Act Oh, motherly. my God. And Wants I want to be very clear. It's written by someone named Grace Gerard. Grace Gerard. Nikki Reed landed the role of Betsy Ross on Sleepy Hollow. However, Nikki's sex appeal upsets upsets her husband, Ian Salmerhalder. The Vampire Diaries star wants her to be more motherly. The frustrations follow Salmerhalder and Reed's growing feud over starting a family. Ian's thirst for family started when he was dating Nina Dovrev from The Vampire Diaries. His push for a baby drove her away from him. Dovrev dumped Salmerhalder and Ian ran into the arms of Nikki Reed. Nikki and Ian married after a quickie engagement <laughs> that ended up triggering the end of Dovrev's role on The Vampire Diaries. Oh my god, no. Nina Dovrev no. quit <laughs> The Vampire Diaries in her role as Elena to pursue a movie career. While Ian pursues a family with Nikki Reed. 
Oh my Summer god. Father is ready for kids okay. now. He is tired of waiting. Perhaps Nikki <laughs> no, was once no. on board for having a baby with Sommerhalder, but Reed recently scored oh a role God. as Betsy Ross on Sleepy Hollow and doesn't want to stall her progress for anything, including a pregnancy. The goal of Sleepy Hollow showrunner you know was to was to bring a sexy twist to the show with Nikki Reed. Since Reed made her debut as Betsy, she has been showing off her figure and features with leg-revealing dresses. What? Showing off is great for television, but not so great for relationships. Ian, who is supportive of Nikki, isn't happy with Nikki or the showrunners of Sleepy Hollow for constantly making Nikki a giant piece of eye candy. Summerhalder complains under the premise of trying to prevent his wife's career from relying on her body. But the fact that Ian wants Nikki to adopt a more motherly lifestyle is obvious. The baby and pregnancy plans have been a hot topic between the two. Then it says, what do you think about Nikki Reed's style? Let us know in the comments section. What is this man? <laughs> what kind of fan fiction? I know. I was like, is there a source? Is this? There's no source. Also, How I does resist. she know what Ian thinks? <laughs> does she have like a mind reading thing? Someone should comment that. How do you know? Are you his confidant? I resent the fact that they're suggesting that prior to Nikki Reed, there was no sexiness on Sleepy Hollow. Because I feel like Nicole Bahari begs to fucking differ. I think he should be more concerned about the fact that she can't act. Oh, jeez. Jeez. Oh, that rain would just, like, flesh. <laughs> I'm just saying. Sorry. This was the there truth. Betsy in this past episode? No, there wasn't, thank God. No, oh, God. thank God. Oh, gosh. So I was wondering. I was like, either it was unmemorable or it was like, okay. It was really okay without her. They still can't do away with those damn flashbacks. They have to find a way around that shit. Yeah, like, I am familiar with this demon from my past. How convenient for us, Abigail. Or Lieutenant. fear it was written by a woman whose name now i can't remember because i lost the page if the woman's name was ravana metzner i will scream no (laughs) no no no. actually it wasn't written by a woman it was directed by a woman kate dennis Ah. written by damian kindler so there you go it starts out with well it starts out with pandora hatching a plot but also um Mostly for me, it just starts out with Abby and Ichabod at the application center or whatever. And he's like ranting as usual. So ridiculous. 
and she's like, "Here comes Jefferson." Jefferson. <laughs> when when I heard about when I heard that, I was like, I started singing. Here, yeah. Um, Jefferson's coming home. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, Hamilton. Hamilton is amazing. It is so amazing. <laughs> but I love the soundtrack. I finally got a chance to listen to it, and it's a really great soundtrack. Yay! It's Isn't it so much better than Sleepy Hollow? <laughs> well, yeah. it has a better writer. It's... Yeah. Who's been working Word. on his, his stuff for six years, so I would expect it to be better. So, um, yeah, so it starts out with him ranting and Abby's like calls him. Uh, Well, she points out like how well she knows him basically by saying how, you know, Jefferson quote is coming up. Um, I liked that scene. I don't know. It was cute. I didn't really have much to say about this, this opening. Um, like when I was watching it, I was like, okay, it's cute, okay. But like they've done it that type of bantering before, and I and and for me, the more interesting parts are the ones where we get to see them more be more vulnerable, which comes like later on in the episode anyway, with that glorious fist bump. But um, I did I don't like know, that. From... Sorry, go no, go on, go on. I said I did like that. Um when the guy runs into her, she drops the phone and Ichabod sees the picture of her father and she's just like, I haven't told Jenny yet. I'm still thinking about it or thinking how to break the news to her. It's kind of a silly, sweet scene, but it does establish their characters' MOs. Yeah. That makes sense. Like, there's Ichabod, super principled and stuffy, and like, I will make my point! I didn't quote Jefferson while making my point. And then Abby's kind of like, all right, shut up, let's go. Yeah, I, I will sign this document for you, friend. Like, come on. And then she's like, let's go home. I'll see you at home. Sorry, not let's go home. Like, I got to go to work. Like, I don't have time right now. Like, I am I, fond of you and I will indulge your ranting, but give me the paper. Mm-hmm. We're not going to again. Also, it's about dealing with bureaucracy. I, did he say, th- like, did he say I think... thank you? He did, I think. Good. <laughs> yeah. You she... gotta teach him to be polite. To so Miss Cornith shows up, and I was wondering, is this a reference to Corinthians? Corinth. Her her name's Miss Corinth. Do you remember well, Corinthians a... in the Bible? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It she... It's a city. Hasn't done I mean, that was kind of cute. He, I like, don't know. Oh well, like I, how everyone's attracted to Ichabod. No, that he like basically compromised. He was like, "Yes, I will go to the Senate, like through the Senate Foreign Committee or whatever, and Foreign Affairs Committee, and just get my citizenship that way." Like, I will cut corners, and then he yells at Washington that Adams would have done it too. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, but I think she's kind of creepy, don't you? She just pops up. You think she's Keeps actually Pandora? Up. No, I don't think she's Pandora. I think there's something weird about her, though. Like, it's so convenient that her brother-in-law is in the Senate and deals with <gasps> immigration. Oh, that's true. 
I wonder if you know what's funny is like she might just really be a poor a poor plot device that's just like walking around because we've been saying for the longest time that the citizens of Sleepy Hollow need more character and like what if yeah. this is how the writers are like no they they came up with the coroner who helped them this episode too I was like yay the talents people of Sleepy Hollow are getting in on this shit it's like continuity yes yeah well and she to is be kind honest, of creepy though. Other procedurals also have people like that, right? Who help the heroes and they come back for different episodes. Yeah. Yeah, but they're not creepy though. Like to Janelle's point, there is something weird about her. Or maybe, maybe it's just the fact of, that they keep introducing these female characters who all They're are like he's like Lady Catnip. It. Yeah. I don't know if we should talk about the villain first. Yeah. Or I think we should be like Writers are like, we gotta make a big bad guy this season. You know how last season Henry like talked to toy soldiers and made lots of figurines? I think this year the villain should plant a tree and talk to her tree. Well, she's very effective talking to her tree though. Yeah, the tree is responsive. And her outfit changes are, are amazing. She is quite awesomely attractive. Did she say she appears to people as they want her to? Like how they see her so abby wanted her to be a hipster abby wanted her to be (laughs) a hipster (laughs) actually abby wanted abby saw her as herself no at the bar episode oh yeah at the bar at the bar that's true oh yeah i wonder why they gave her that wig manic pixie dream girl i don't know oh is that why i don't know that's what it reminds me of and ichabod saw her as a librarian Hmm. That's his aesthetic? Hmm. His aesthetic is Abby. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Um, So she's doing pretty well as the big bad. I mean, she's creepy and she's manipulative. Like, her going after... Oh, the tree is silly. Yeah, what is that tree about? Sorry, I know you like it. I'm just sharing my feelings. Go ahead. No, I thought it was interesting at first, but then it got really big, and then I'm just like, well, why, what, what, are you going to sing to it? Like, I don't understand what's going on. Maybe if, like, apples started showing up on the tree. Ooh. I think she's feeding it Abby and Ichabod's fear or something. Huh. Did you guys catch that? Because it keeps growing and sprouting roses and stuff after she thwarts them, or, like, after she (laughs) causes damage. After she causes damage, and she, like, um, fe- like, I think that's why the fear part comes from, like blood and fear. Like, at the end when she's mm. taunting Abby, and then she's like, "How does it feel? How does it feel?" And after you see Abby like on the couch with Ichabod, and you know his life was draining away from her or whatever, and he's just like, "I'm glad we found each other once again," and you just see the doubt on her face. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, it's feeding off of them somehow. That's what I'm assuming anyway. Is it possible that Pandora is like a villain for that's more closely related to Abby than Ichabod? Because I feel like so far, you know, between, I mean, even though Abby had first encounter with Moloch, because of the introduction of Henry, a lot of everything surrounding Moloch became about Ichabod. Same thing with Headless became about Ichabod. But if Pandora is more interested in fucking up with Abby or fucking up with Abby fucking with <laughs> Abby's life 
that I could that would be interesting to me. It's I think Pandora is gonna find that about her dad eventually. Yikes. Because it's like a fear of Abby's. It's this like big secret. It's a big fear. It's a big mystery. Right. That's the wild card. Yeah. What do you guys think about the secondary villain? At first, I was kind of like, I'm kind of over this trope with the attractive nice blonde guy. and the nerdy nice guy. Yeah. And I wish it were yeah. reversed, or I wish they'd use the popular slash attractive creeper since that's just as likely. But the handsome dude was also kind of douchey, though. But still, I was kind of like, okay. I've seen it before. <laughs> I was but like, I guess it's so dated. <laughs> is this a Taylor Swift song? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least in this instance, the creepy guy actually, they called it out. Like, he wasn't, he was a nice guy, quote unquote. And like, he was creepy even before the knife attached itself to him. Yeah, inappropriate. Mm -hmm. Because in Taylor Swift songs, it's usually like the nice girl um, thinks she's being wronged. Yeah. Right? So in this case, it wasn't Mm -hmm. that he was being wronged. He was just an asshole. Mm-hmm. So, it's like a, I guess it was like a metaphor for male entitlement. Jack the know. Ripper? Jack the Ripper. Well, he did in the original, um, well. Yeah, he was always he, after sex workers in the original. He was, yeah, exactly. He was after sex workers and particularly women. Women who wouldn't be missed. Yeah. Oh, oh my goodness. That's who he went after usually. So it was interesting that they took it and they were like, let's have him kill a bunch of Eaton boys. Well, that was the previous Ripper. Yeah, the previous Ripper killed a bunch of Eaton college students. Which is weird Um, because those guys would be missed. Right? True. Sons of rich kids, they they would actually be like the parents would be like investigating or trying to figure it out. Yeah. But I just, I guess he just wanted to cause or wanted to exact revenge and the knife has so much power over people or whatever. Um, I guess that was like an interesting twist on Drac the Ripper because it's been done so many times. It made me think of the comic, uh, Rachel Rising. There is a character that inherits... I want to say it is Jack the Ripper's knife and it has a sort of a similar, granted she's also, she's evil, so I guess it doesn't really matter. But like the idea of this weapon being handed down generation by generation, um, coming coming from demons and then manifest, re-manifesting itself in the people is pretty cool. It is pretty cool. I think overall this, this story, like this particular storyline with the baddie and the mystery that they're trying to solve or not solve, like it was fine. Like it worked for what they were trying to do. Yeah. I I loved how Ichabod like stabbed himself with this diseased knife. How they found out like it was because the killing stopped because of disease and the knife like drew blood. So Ichabod like stabs himself with, um... The disease, the malaria or whatever. Yeah, that I mean, I could kind of see it coming as soon as the gun broke and stuff. But you're like, okay, I'm okay with this. It's creative. I'm okay with this. And he's like slipping away in Abby's arms and she's cradling him and brushing his hair off. That was dangerous. He could have gotten stabbed in a part that could not be fixed. I know. But it seems like he was fine. Maybe EMT Joe helped them out. 
That'd be interesting if Joe was the one to pull up and was like, hey, guys, oh, hi. We got you an IV so you can, like, chill at home and don't have to explain this to the police, like, the police or More the like, hospital workers. We got you an IV so we don't have to pay for a hospital set. That's true, too. <laughs> That'd be an extra set. Um... What about the other beats? Like, I really liked Jenny and Abby having bonding time. And it kind of relates to other things, like Jenny and and Joe's relationship, too. Because she's just like, you know, I think he deserves to know the truth. And Abby's like, ooh, yeah, about that. Because she's not telling Jenny the truth about their dad. It kind of um, sucks because you know if Jenny had found out, she would have told Abby like right away. Yeah, but yeah, that is true. But I almost feel like that speaks to like the differences between the two. Like to Abby's point, she's like Jenny would want to do something right away, so of course she would tell Abby right away and be like, "Okay, let's do something about this." But just Abby's personality is way more cautious. And I feel like whereas Jenny thinks is like in the now, Abby thinks in like the long term. And it's like, if this is someone who hasn't been in your life for all these different years, there's so many things that could go, that could go wrong yeah. with, the, with a meeting or with a confrontation. So I think Especially as a big if sister, your mom was in an asylum and you're part of the like prophecy. Right, right. Like, you're like I feel like as a big dad sister. Is an ordinary guy. <laughs> that's true but go yeah, ahead you said as a big sister well I was going to say as a big sister I feel like everything that she's doing makes sense for her character and for and um, yeah I mean do I like it no ideally she would confide in Jenny but I, there's so much missing because I do feel like as an audience we have to like fill in the gaps because remember like we've never like We've never been given any sort of storyline in which Abby and Jenny have like lived together, hung out together, like gone out together. We've never gotten any of that. So it's like mm. we kind of have to fill in the blanks to figure out where their relationship is right now. So yes, they're not fighting, but it's just like, are they confiding in each other? You yeah, know? I mean, at least we're getting something now. Like Jenny's reaching out to Abby to get a chase on the guy's car. And she's telling her about her worries about telling... um about Joe Corbin and letting him in mm-hmm. and she also gets to meet Reynolds and throws Abby like let me let me find out let me find out look oh yeah that's cute there's that a little cute. moments though too yeah so I appreciate that they're actually developing the relationships more even though the horror is taking kind of a backseat a little bit yeah I mean the horror is not what makes the show unique Right. You can watch Supernatural or any other show for wacky horror hijinks. Mm-hmm. Um, is Ichabod just going to wander around and accompany her to crime scenes? Are they still using the consulting cover? Yeah. Them? I was like, has no one noticed that this random non-U.S. <laughs> citizen is accompanying an FBI agent? This lanky, long-legged... Annoying. Is she gonna get a letter like Abby? Stop bringing your boyfriend to work. To work. Don't be that person. <laughs> work is not for boyfriends. I just, I guess you have to assume she's just like, oh, he's consulting. I don't know. Yeah, but her boss knows they're like roommates, and that is true. 
I went into just kind of hoping that we will suspend belief. Like if long I enough to my believe. like partner to work every day, people would be like, "Why is he here? Who is this? <laughs> this is a confidential investigation." Ichabod. he looked oh yeah Baby he, he looked rough sorry but he got hit by a pretty stick or something once he left England well like you said second puberty is a real thing <laughs> he got that afflicts like, white men <laughs> he got second puberty once he left Eaton and reached America sorry I just like wanted <laughs> to mention that because I was like what that's supposed to be young Ichabod okay <laughs> 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 That's funny. Not, I was like, I'm so happy. I wasn't the only one I saw. I'm like, oh, um, well, he grew into his looks. <laughs> That's good to know. Aww. Aww. Yeah, I did think about well, second not... puberty as well. <laughs> Is he supposed to be cute? Did we miss him? Yes. Or he was supposed to be cute? I mean, yes. I want what I was promised. That's true. The young Mill like... sisters look fine, even though there's some like changes in skin tone and height. <laughs> right. <laughs> but in the original I guess he kind of looks like the original Ichabod in the story looked because in the story he's oh, like so not like attractive. attractive yeah in the original story he's not attractive <laughs> but for some re- reason wow. he's kind of a ladies man isn't he this young actor could be listening to you say this right now oh my guys. god okay, <laughs> okay. He'll be fine. Tell him second puberty will come in eventually. (laughs) How young is that actor? Because he looked close to... um, Let me stop. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, Okay. He's going to be like Tom Meissen's actual younger brother. And you're going to be like... (laughs) Stop. Now we know who got all the good looks in the family. That's what we'll say. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm not gonna say anything. Okay, you so think Jenny, Cabby would have beautiful children. Yeah, they would look like that. No, they're gonna have. Oh, like, look at you know, a possibility. Look at Abby. Hopefully, Nicole's jeans will like, or Abby's jeans will take over. All It'll of just that. be like a tall version of Nicole Bahari. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. God, I, I would approve so. that. They'll look better than John Noble. <laughs> <laughs> that's <was> mean. <laughs> um, so, what do you guys think of the Joe and Jenny stuff in this episode? That like I liked that girl. I was like, damn! I would watch a show just of Jenny being a treasure mm-hmm. hunter. Yeah, you know, yeah. like this is actually like pretty interesting compared to freaking yeah. Ollie and like this is totally fine. I am enjoying myself. That's yeah, where thought. was this? Yeah. Yeah, I feel yeah. the same way. I was like, where was this last season? <laughs> like, the girl's, really cool. The girl's name I don't remember right now, but she does have one. It starts with an S. I, for some reason, I can't remember, and somebody tweeted it to me. Her character has a name, you mean? Yeah, her character has a name. So does that mean she's going to be back? 
I think so because they're going she's like threatening her about you don't you know she's saying you don't want to know who I work for and Jenny's like yeah. how do you know Corbin's moves how do you know all this stuff Corbin's wife oh that's exciting that's really Corbin's exciting wife. what no no who wait she's working for Corbin's wife I think I don't know we never met a Mrs. Corbin or Corbin's not that Corbin necessarily has a wife but it's just a guess what if it's Corbin's twin brother or is that yeah. too? <laughs> is that too soap opera? It's gonna be like it's me, it September like Corbin. September <laughs> Corbin. <laughs> that was cheesy, Marissa. I'm sorry. <laughs> Why September? Because we August. Have August. August. August yeah, I know, but like June. Like, that's not even a real name. Like why? Like why not June or like? You've never, oh, you've never yeah, met anyone named work. September. <laughs> oh my god! Why would you name your child September? I've totally heard of people named September. Really? Although you know, I yeah. do know people. I feel like prior to January Jones, I didn't know anyone named January. January, that is true. and that's not a bad name. Um, I nominate Abby for the best line in this episode. Like she shoots after she shoots the guy. After he's like, I want to hurt you. And she just like loads him up with shots and he falls through the window. And she's like, damn. And then she and then he opens his eyes and gets up and she's like, oh, damn. That was the best. Yeah. That was my favorite. Mm -hmm. That was my favorite scene, I think. Well, you don't always see Abby have like a sense of humor or get the punchline. So Mm -hmm. I love that the episodes are less convoluted because they're so much easier to I mean I don't know if that's a good thing necessarily Mm. no I mean there's less weird mythology in this episode I think it's pretty straightforward you're investigating Jack the Ripper in modern yeah simple simple in this case where you just you're building up to something else kind of works at the beginning I just hope um we get a little bit more solid mythology. Um, they seem right. to be going in that direction, but I don't know because we don't know what it, um, Pandora's actually doing. She's kind of like mysterious right now. The witnesses don't know what she wants. We can assume that she's taking advantage of them and like feeding off of them, off of their power or something. Um, the tablet's still in the game somehow. Because they, like, closed up... They had this close-up shot of the tablet. Yeah. Sorry, when you say tablet, I think of iPads. Oh. <laughs> I was like, what tablet? The tablet. So they closed up... Yeah, they had that close-up shot. I don't know if I liked the directing that much this episode. The Oh, pacing, no, it was terrible. The pacing was off. The directing wasn't great. You were great. saying how excited you were to have a lady director. I, w- I am, but um. at the same time... There have been better lady directors on the show. Mm. So unfortunately, I'm kind of sad that it wasn't the best directing job. What did you dislike about the directing? It just, I mean, not just the directing, but the cinema. It was like choppy. And then the cinematography, it was like really dark. Uh, The scenes were really badly lit. The lighting, um... There's also weird angles, too. Like, I feel like 
there was so much close-ups. Like there, like when there should have been like far shots, it was a close-up, and when there should have been close-up, it was like far shots. So it, it was weird watching sometimes because I was like, "Wait, what are you doing? Yeah. Pick an angle." Yeah, I it was kind of, uh, and then the the filters that they're using, I don't even know. It looked very, it made it look dated. Like the club scene that the filters that we're using, I was like, I remember the club scene from last year with Holly and yeah, that scene the- was well lit and like the colors looked good. But I think maybe it's maybe it's also because they got new people this year, like the editing people and the lighting people and the cinematographers might not be that great because of the pool that they have because they had to move and maybe they're just finding their legs i i don't know because they had to like they didn't know they were still gonna have a show so probably had to scramble and yeah they still don't know they're gonna have a show yeah it has not changed and it It also changed and i also recall somebody saying that the the first the first episode with um What's her face? Betsy's lie, like Betsy's flashbacks or whatever. The first episode was actually the second one that they filmed. And the huh. f- first episode with her was actually the second filming. So everything's out of order, too, at this point, I think, too. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe like they out shot of order in kind of. Like, which scenes they shot first. Um, Probably, like, even this episode could have been a reshoot, you know? It doesn't... I don't know. Oh, that's true. That is highly possible. Yeah. I'm just kind of trying to figure out, like, why the... It was just kind of not the best visually appealing, like, looking episode, which it should have been. Like, they didn't shoot in any alleys or anything, which Jack the Ripper really liked. Um... Yeah, it's lacking a bit. I hope next week's is much better. And I hope it also doesn't have Betsy next week, too, because it was so refreshing not to see her. Yeah, I don't. I think she's probably the weakest addition. Mm hmm. Yeah. Like, I kind of need to say, because, like, yeah. I just feel like, you know, having more ladies is not always, like, it's usually a great thing for a show, but. But she's her so actions but, yeah. so far have been with Ichabod. And... Right. This show is like really good at making us like dislike female characters. Like they're Ouch. really, really good at it. But it's and I not... don't. And I don't. It's like it's like when they try too hard, they end up making a mess. Hmm. Like it's like they're trying way too hard with, with her. I think for them, trying hard means like, oh, this is what people want. People want a, a woman who can kick ass and who's not like a damsel in distress or whatever. And I was like, no, that's not what people want. You guys aren't paying attention. Happy. Okay, so here's my problem with Sleepy Hollow and with Bessie Ross in general is, and with all the characters that generally they've been trying to add on is that they're literally white versions of characters that they already fucking have. Like, Nikali was a white male version of... Jenny. 
Jenny. Mm-hmm. And then I, you know, Nikki Reed is not technically white. I understand that, but she's, I guess, a lighter, brighter version of Abby Mills because she's not doing shit that Abby can't already well, do. Yeah, like, she was Ichabod's to... Abby Mills during the Revolutionary War, right? It makes it right, happen. but it's like she was his sidekick back in the day. Except Abby's not right. throwing herself at him. Yeah. <laughs> right. But the, the point I'm trying to make is like, if they're going to add characters, then they should be adding characters that are doing something different or that are adding, you know, value in some way. So Joe Corbin makes sense. Like Andy made sense. Like, you know what I mean? Like Ash would make sense. Like you bring in characters that when they come on screen, they're giving you something new. Betsy Ross doesn't fucking do that. Like Ichabod can li- like literally do everything that he's already always done and all those damn flashbacks without her. That's the problem. Do better yep. sleepy hollow writers. It's a waste well, you, of space and it seems so hard to say so, but it's true. Do you think they're paying attention now? Unlike last year where they did it and made a huge mess? I mean, I feel like they're paying closer attention, yes, but I don't think but but like who can really look at all the criticism that they received last year and go, oh yeah, sexy Betsy Ross is what we need. Like that's not they just No. I feel like oh God, I didn't even know whose idea it was, but I bet you it was the same people who came up with friggin' stuff with Katrina too. That's not you right. guys, she wasn't even in this episode and listen to us. She wasn't even <laughs> here this week. I know, but I'm I'm still worried because I'm like God, when she's not in the episode, you realize how terrible of a character she is. Because <laughs> everything else works so well, and she's just an interruption. Ian Salmer Halder should be more upset at the bad writing they have done for his life. No, right? And the costuming. Yeah, that should be that would be a more believable article. That he's upset. Oh, he's Salmer Halder appalled writing. by writing for Nikki Reed. Or he could be like, honey, wants to make a baby thing. Or he could be like, honey, I think we should get you a new acting coach. Sorry. Ouch. 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 (laughs) I feel like ET. Ouch. (laughs) I mean, I'm not sorry. Please, she'll get work anyway. That that is not wrong. Like, can you imagine? I'm so curious about her casting. I feel like I need to know. I just need to know. Do you like? Do you think they'd cast any black, know. any black actor, a la you know Lin Manuel, cast any black actor in a revolutionary role and actually like create a whole persona for them? They could have done so That's many like things with Betsy. Well, yeah. they don't need to cast necessarily. There are people who were like free and involved in the war. They had some guest stars last season who or season one around that. Yeah, that's like the whole Grace Dixon character and the whole the other guy, the guy that Ichabod felt guilty about. Yeah, they could push oh. it further. So hopefully, hopefully in a couple episodes when we get some people of color writing, then it'll be different. We'll see. And by the way, that episode I was talking about that's coming up soon—it's called the the Red Lady of Caribbee. Um, what the one episode? that was like. With the Nigerian director and um, oh. black female writer. Yep. What's a what's I'm a Caribbean. what's a Caribbean? So Caribbean, I think it's a reference to the Caribbean. Oh, okay. 
that that would make sense. So, I or I, I assumed it was maybe, and that's why I was like making a connection between like I don't know the superstition that we have in the Caribbean and like. I don't know, maybe it'll have something to do with voodoo or something, which would be cool, but we'll see. Ah. I wish there was some, I wish, I wish we had other, anyway, this, this is just like general complaint, but okay, it's not relevant. <laughs> just, That's like, com- so not the purpose <laughs> of our podcast, right? To complain. <laughs> <laughs> but what did you wish we had? Uh, well, I was gonna say I was I was thinking of like um, in other procedurals how there are just certain things that I, I was thinking of elementary and there are certain things that Sherlock Holmes simply does not know. So the guest stars that come in are these extra consultants, so to speak, that are maybe mathematicians or whatever. And I'm thinking that, and I was it had just got a thought like, oh, like wouldn't it be really cool if Ichabod didn't know everything. If there wasn't always a book, like if they really had to consult a specialist sometimes. So that way we're getting to know people that Abby knows or a friend of a friend of Abby's, like other people in the town of Sleepy Hollow or people that she knows from Quantico. Like Big I don't know. Ash I feel like that would be another interesting. Yeah. Like Big Ash, yeah. I tweeted the writers like that. would that. be interesting. I tweeted the writers that and they favorited it. So we'll see. Wow. I was like, does As, uh, they favorited a fat pink cast? Yeah. Or is it- wow, yeah, fat okay. pink cast too. I was like, is he going to always know everything or something? Is he always going to always be connected to something? And they favorited It'd be funny it. if they just didn't, he just didn't know something about something and like somebody else did, like Jenny did. Right. And like it actually ate away at his like insecurity. Mm-hmm. Mr. Know It All, Ichabod. Oh, that would be interesting. I wish they would do it. What if Ichabod had to be humble? I guess my question from a writing standpoint is, are these characters static or dynamic? Like, will they change at all? Yeah. Well, Abby does, but I don't know about Ichabod. Because you, it's it's really interesting when you have that kind of contrast. You need some mm-hmm. characters to stay the same and to stay consistent. Right. Right. Which would ultimately be Ichabod as the fucking sidekick. <laughs> we don't want him to change. I mean character development, yes, but Yeah. Like his rants, <laughs> his rants are very a very staple, you know, it's or did a staple. You something else, Marissa? Well, like in Hamilton, in a way, like Burr and Hamilton, although they do develop slowly over the course of the show, their characters are pretty static compared to like Eliza Hamilton's character who changes like a lot and I feel like without her the show would be really stiff there would be nobody who's like different right right you know there's like a contrast when there's one character who's like shifting and changing and that's true I don't know if that makes sense no 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 it makes sense I know what you mean and so Abby and Ichabod are both pretty much I don't know they're like set personalities I don't know if they would change that much or change each other. Mm-hmm. It'd be interesting. Mm. Do you think they know this is their last season? Like deep down inside, like behind the scenes, they've already discussed it. Don't know. I'm just curious. 
Like I think if, it's too if we're early get, to like, tell. A big bang. I think it's too early to tell yeah. because so many other shows on the network are doing so bad that like if it were on a network and it was the only show doing bad, then I'd be like, yeah, this is a, totally its last season. But there's also like stuff, technical stuff, like how they sold Sleepy Hollow as a package, a package deal with other shows to international markets. And it might do well overseas. And that's why they don't advertise it as much because they don't really need to advertise it. Cause, um, cause like stuff like empire makes empire has such big ad deals that they don't have to do that with sleepy hollow. Mm -hmm. There's like all this technical stuff. I don't know. Maybe that's why they paired it with bones too. Because, like, they're trying to sell other shows, and Minority Report is not doing well. Which I'm I'm very sad about. Yeah. Because I think, I think it's gotten better with each episode. I haven't, I haven't caught up yet. Because there's so much other stuff. <laughs> there is a lot of stuff on TV right now. Yeah. And there's Hamilton. Everyone <laughs> should listen to Hamilton. Yes, I can't listen. I've been listening to it nonstop, pun intended. Anyway, hopefully they will take a, a note out of Hamilton's book and continue to try you guys, to guys, they should cast Lin-Manuel Miranda on the show as Hamilton in flashbacks. Holy crap, that would be oh. amazing. <laughs> that would be, be so great amazing. press. That would be such great press. I'm gonna and tweet you know them they're about not going to do it because it will be great press. Yeah, I'm going to tweet them about that. Can you cast Lin-Manuel as Hamilton in flashback? They should just make Hamilton references, too. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. They should not those... make like, get change back for a 20 and be like, oh, my God. And, like, drop his $10 bill or something. <laughs> Does he even have any money? He gets it from Abby. Well, he probably doesn't know who the hell Andrew Jackson is. but it's. I mean, it's... think about it. It's like you get sent to the future and you're like at a diner or something and then someone gives you change and like Shade's face is on the money <laughs> <laughs> that'd be funny obama's on the money in minority report he is yeah oh that's yeah funny. where's that's michelle cool. yeah i know right why isn't michelle on some money michelle should be on the money they never have women on the money they except don't. for in other countries my country has a woman Thank God. Anyway, that was that. What did you guys think of the episode? I gave it like an eight. Ooh, last week we gave it a seven, but I already forgot what happened last week. It was slightly <laughs> above. It was slightly above last week. I think week's. it was better than last week's too. So I okay. Like I'm good with an eight. Eight. Like an eight. I'm good with an eight. Yeah. I'm good with an eight. Yeah. An eight for Sleepy Hollow or an eight for television in general? <laughs> um, uh, I think an A for Sleepy Hollow. I feel like this is the best that they're doing right now. Like strong work, guys. Yeah, Keep I'm not up. mad at it. I mean, there's a lot of stuff on TV that isn't that great. Is that high? Is it too high? Now I'm like second guessing. I'm like, is that too high? No, I'm no, no. It's just trust your gut. I'm just being a jerk. Okay. Well, I mean, mm. instinctively, I was thinking seven. Okay. 
yeah like even though it's better than the last episode i'm still like I, i'm waiting for the episode that makes me go oh my god and i haven't gotten that yet yeah okay it's, Maybe. it's only episode three right it's not yeah it's episode. only episode three we got some time and that's it so we give this episode Thanks. like a 7.5 Seven po- it's like you bite half a donut hole and then you set it on the plate with the other seven donuts. Oh. <laughs> Ichabod is like, why? <laughs> okay. So thanks for listening. Thank you for listening, folks. You can find us at fatpinkcast.com, um, at Podbay, iTunes, Stitcher, and other podcast sources, and on Twitter at fatpinkcast. I'll leave you with the preview for next week's episode. Bye. Sisters. The sisters moves. I'm the gummy bears. She saw a monster. The tooth fairy. That eats children's souls. An all new Sleepy Hollow next Thursday on Fox. And in two weeks, don't miss Sleepy Hollow on Bones and Bones on Sleepy Hollow in the Bones Sleepy Crossover Halloween event two weeks from tonight on Fox. The dentist said cut back on the gummy bears. She saw a monster. The tooth fairy. That eats children's souls. An all-new Sleepy Hollow next Thursday on Fox. And in two weeks, don't miss Sleepy Hollow on Bones and Bones on Sleepy Hollow in the Bones Sleepy Crossover Halloween event two weeks from tonight on Fox.